Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Before we sit, stand up, stand up. We're going to rejoice because we are in the presence of God. So I need people who understand the God that they serve, who know that they are alive because of Jesus, who know that they are standing because of God, who knows that six months has met them, but not the same that they were in January, who knows that Jesus is alive, is alive and well inside of you, who knows that nothing can separate you from the love of God. God, who knows that you are revived, you are alive, you are awakened, you are resuscitated, you are empowered, you are equipped, you are on fire for Jesus. All right, we're in church now. Amen. You may please be seated. And that's where I do my vibe, vibe check. All right. Amen. Okay. Gold blue. Wow, okay, welcome to church. I am so excited to see everybody. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look good. Honestly, you don't lie in church. Tell them that it's good to see them. It's good to see everybody. Y'all look good. That's beautiful. Afternoon. Afternoon. All right, so I'm just going to go straight into it because of my time. Um, but we have had six weeks. Ooh, we've had six weeks. Six weeks of power, fire, encounters, repentance, everything. And God has been faithful. You know, I said this in the first service. I said, when this series started, my last name was my father's last name. But as of last week, my last name changed. So right now, I'm Lola de Jesus. Amen. Because the encounters, I am definitely a different person. I am definitely. And I believe everyone who's connected, everyone who's plugged in, you can see and you know that you are a different person. You've been revived. You are alive. Now you're ready to go out. Are we ready to go out? Do we know what we carry? Are we still timid? Are we still shy? We got boldness now. All right, so I have been given the privilege to end Code Blue series. I know, I know, it's okay, but it's, 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 it's okay. But I have been given the privilege to end the series, but before I do that, the Holy Spirit was just talking to me, just while preparing the sermon, to highlight the things that we have received in the last six weeks. Um, because sometimes we get, some too, we f- sometimes forget what we have received. And so I'm just going to go through some things that we've received to go into the word for today and we'll be out of here. So what did we receive from the last six weeks? The first thing was we received deep repentance. For many of us who took that and took it personally and did your assignment. Did you do your assignment? For those who did the assignment... We received deep repentance. And we also received, we did what we call putting away of idols, discarding idols. So for some of us, the reason why, the reason we keep going back to that scene is because there's just that something that is taking the place of God in our life. And God highlighted it to us and said, this needs to go. That relationship needs to go. That friendship needs to go. And so we, we did that. And also we had a place of encounter. 
Yeah, do you all remember the place of encounter? Worship Sunday. And when we came in, we, we had an encounter with Jesus. And then also we received fire and power. We received fire and power. Specifically, the Lord was telling us on that Sunday that the fire is not in the building. The fire is in the people. And so we individually received fire and we got empowered. Empowered for the work. Empowered now that we are alive. Now that we've been resuscitated, we are now empowered. And the last thing we became is that we became witnesses. We became witnesses. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be what? Witnesses. And so now we became witnesses. And so let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for today. We thank you for everything that we have received in the last six weeks. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for what we're about to go into and just learn one more thing. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come and teach us. I step away that you take your place, that you have your way. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen. And for those who do not know, my name is Lolade. And this is the gap where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. And so I have been given the assignment to talk on a topic titled Sustaining Revivals. Sustaining Revivals. And so my subtopic is it does not end here. It does not end here. Amen. And so we've received power. We've received fire. We've repented. We've discarded idols. We are resuscitated. Now we are alive. We're no longer dead. And believe me, we are all alive. We're no longer dead. How do we not find our way back to the dead bed? How do we not find our way back on this bed, asking the doctor again, please resuscitate me? How do we keep this revival fire burning so that our children 40, 50 years, 60 years from today will not have to start praying the revival prayer again? God, let revival come. God, let revival come. All over again, making it seem like what we all did was fruitless. So how do we sustain it? And so the Holy Spirit answered that question for me in Jeremiah 7, verse 12. Jeremiah 7, verse 12. It says, but go now to my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at first, at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And so this is what it said specifically. It said, go to Shiloh. Remember what was done there. Remember their mistakes. Remember the consequences. Remember the, the remember Ichabod. And most importantly, remember his promises. And so the Holy Spirit said, go and find out why did the other revivers end. Because we should, he said, in the Bible, he said, go find out what happened at first. So that you don't have to go through the same thing again. And so there were two things that the Holy Spirit gave me when I was studying. I studied Azusa because kind of like it's the, I don't say it's the closest, but we all know because there's the Uganda revival and I cannot start explaining that. But the Azusa revival, most of us have heard of that. Yes or yes? We've heard, yeah, some of, some of us have heard of the Azusa revival. And so I studied the Azusa revival and I just wanted to understand. So what happened? Why did that end? It was a powerful revival. And the first thing the Holy Spirit pointed out to me was that there was a lack of mentorship and continuity. 
there was a lack of mentorship and continuity. And so for all people that don't know, the guy that did his last name was Seymour. I don't know why, I just don't care for his first name, but I like his last name. And he was someone that the Lord used in that season to champ champion this reviver. But one of the biggest problems he had was he could not comprehend the fact that there will come a season where he cannot stand on the altar and preach. He cannot comprehend the fact that 50 years from today, he will not still be able to do this. So he did not think to himself that I should mentor other people. I should teach other people. He did not even want to think about it. To him, God gave me this calling. God gave me this assignment. So it belongs to me. And so every time they would call him and ask him, so what's the plan? Oh, it's always a fight. And then that led to the second thing that happened in that revival. There was lack of unity. Because now everybody wanted to do their own thing. The Azusa revival birthed the Pentecostal. So if you don't know, that's kind of where the Pentecostal churches started. And so everybody went their own way with their own church. Um, church of Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus is coming soon. Everybody went to do their own thing. But because they lacked mentorship, doctrines were changing based on churches. And so now they chased after numbers, national recognition instead of the Holy Spirit. So that's why the Azusa Revival is one of the most popular revival. Because they were everywhere and they were talking about it. But it was, it was impossible to continue because that foundation was destroyed. And if we go into Acts 8, because there's nothing wrong in scattering. Because that's one of the biggest instructions the Lord gave in Acts 1.8. He said, when you shall be witnesses to me, he said, you shall go where? Judea. Go Samaria. Go around. And so if you look at Acts 8 verse 1, the Bible started talking about how the, the Saul would persecute them. But the Christians would stay. Right? The Christians would go around, but the apostles would keep staying in the same location. They don't want to spread out. But then you go down to Acts 8 verse 4. The Bible started to talk about how the persecution was so bad they were forced to spread out. They were forced to scatter. And then if you go down, you start to see Philip. If you go down, you start to see different things. But one thing was particular about or peculiar about the apostles. You have a conversation with Peter. And I have a conversation with John. With John in Samaria, their foundation was the same. Their understanding was the same. And so the problem was not that the Azusa revival needed to scatter. The problem was they were not properly taught. They were not properly mentored. They lacked the foundation. They were already having arguments on doctrine. They were, they were not even important. They were not concerned about the soul. They were just concerned about numbers. And so how do we do things differently? And the first thing, mentorship. How do we sustain this thing that the Lord has given to us? This power, mentorship, discipleship. We don't, so many of us do not, know, do not understand that what you've been given in the last six weeks, some people had received it six years ago. Because you, you are driving a car doesn't mean you can drive a ship. Doesn't mean you can captain a, a ship. But God has given you a ship. So what should you do? Go find co-captains. Go find people who have captained that ship. And say, I just received the word. The Lord just gave me a ship. But I need someone to teach me how to ride it. Bible says in 
Second Timothy 2 verse 2. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. It says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will also be able to teach others. And so these things that I have heard, these things that I have learned, I love Elijah and Elisha. Elijah was somebody who had an assignment. His assignment was going well. He messed up somewhere towards the end. And you would think, God will say, okay, anoint your replacement, come home. But there was Elijah and Elisha together for a minute. Because God knew that for continuity of this assignment, I need Elijah and Elisha to be together. So we have seen more who God had given this mandate for a worldwide reviver. But he was so stuck in his ways. It's my assignment. Because Elijah can say, it's his assignment. Think about it. It's my assignment. What he knew at that moment, the assignment will always continue. If you remember the purpose series, it's bigger than you. The second one, which goes back to the one of the reasons why, reasons the revival never wasn't sustained for so long was the lack of unity. And so the second thing is unity. Do not forsake the gathering of the righteous. This is not the time you become bedside Baptist. This is not the time that you just flip open your laptop. I'm going to do service online. I don't feel like it. God has entrusted you with something that you need, the fellow believers. I said this in the first place. I said the devil understands unity so much that when the Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, the Bible says we wrestle against principalities, not principality. And so, but you want to fight principalities by yourself. You need to, I saw that this morning blew my mind. You need to stop going to a church and belong to a church. You need community. This is a time where iron starts to sharpen iron. So people start to notice you are beginning to drift. Something is wrong. What's going on? This is not the time I have received. So I am covered. By who? Do not forsake the gathering of the righteous. God himself understood unity so much that he said in Genesis, if I leave these people, this tower is going to get to me. So imagine what you can do together. You received power in unity. You sustain power in unity. The third thing. Remain connected to the source. Remain connected to the source. Your prayer life needs to be revived as well. Have you ever, I'm sure a lot of us have seen this, at night you're maybe walking around and you just see a light bulb and then you just see flies around the different types. Just, they're not anywhere else but around that bulb. That's what power does. Power attracts anything and everything. Bible said Jesus was by him. Jesus was quiet. We didn't hear anything about Jesus. And then all of a sudden he got baptized. All of a sudden he stepped out in power and then crowds started to follow him, Mark. Specifically Mark 3 verse 7. Bible said that everywhere he went, people would follow him. People would follow him. But then at a point, Jesus had to tell himself, okay, please, I need your boat. I need to go away. Because these people would drain me. 
And so for every time Jesus would be with them for two hours, he would be with his father for six hours. Remain connected to your source. This is the time where your prayer life needs to move from two hours to six hours. Because now you carry something that you didn't carry before. You cannot be disconnected. Let me tell you what the devil does. It's like a laptop. When you charge a laptop on full battery, you can use it for so long. You don't even realize your battery is dying until it pops out low battery. So some of us, because you see your battery is full, you disconnect yourself. So the devil starts there, but it's still working. But you're still praying. But it's still doing that. And then one day you go, pum, pum, low battery. 10% left. And then you're looking for your charger. This is a time that you stay connected to where the power came from. It's not a time where you get relaxed. Oh, I don't know. I want this. Devil is funny. He does this to me too. Sometimes when we do an extensive hours of prayer. So let's say we just did like a 12-hour prayer or a six-hour prayer. You believe your prayer has covered the entire week. <laughs> so that week you're not going to even pray. I, like that six hours is good. That's not it. That six hours was for that six hours. And the following day, you need a new one. Why do we ask for daily bread? No weekly bread. Every day. Don't play with it anymore because you're not the same person. The Bible says in Acts 2 verse 42. This is Acts 2 verse 1 people. They have received fire. The same Peter that was doing anyhow was talking. They done all of these things. But the Bible said in Acts 2.42, they continue to what? Pray. Act 4, they continue to what? Pray. They did not stop praying. It never stopped. So this is not a time to relax. And lastly, great commission. Evangelism. It is time to take what you have gotten and take it out there. What we encountered the last six weeks of personal revival for you and me. It is time for territorial revival. And for territorial revival to happen, you need to play your part. You need to play your part. Where Shetemi will have access to, Darren will not have access to it. Where Timmy will have access to, I will have access to it. And so if Timmy takes us to our own place, Shetemi takes us to our own place, I take mine to my own place, all you just need to do is blink, you open your eye, the entire city is on fire. And that's, that's where we are now. The Holy Spirit told me something last week. I texted it to my friend. He said, sorry, apology, but some of, actually not apology. He said, power is the sperm. Purpose is the egg. The destiny is the baby. So he said, Mary had the purpose, but she didn't have the power. And so when the power met with the purpose, Jesus came. So he said, a lot of us, we, had, we went through the purpose series. So we know our purpose, some of us, some. And then we've received power. If Mary decides to close her legs, I said, this baby ain't going to come out. We're going to tie you inside. <laughs> or when Jesus was 12, Mary bothered not to go and find him. So you have a role to play in destiny. You've received power. You've received purpose. It's time to use your legs. 
bad children. It is time. It is time for you to step out. It is time for you to start chasing that calling because you have what you need. It is time for you to tell people that I am now a witness. I have received something and you too can receive it. There's two things that the Holy Spirit told me this morning and I wrote it down specifically. It says, do not let the glory end at the place of the encounter. He said, instead, whatever you get in the place of encounter, take it to where it is needed. Encounter should not start and end when you walk into the Gap Church. It's time to take it to your homes. So those things that are uncomfortable in your homes, you have the power now. Those things that are uncomfortable in your offices, you have the power. Last week, during first service, when I mean, I was challenged in my spirit. Because there was something I was going through. And that I woke up very early on Sunday morning and I was so... I was not happy. I was just like, Holy Spirit, how am I going to go through this? I sat back there, and Tronya was, was just preaching. She was just preaching. Amen. Amen. And, and then Tronya just turned to me and just said, you are a general. Ah, I said, oh God, Jesus. And so by the time we went into the prayer, and Yeni was just going in and we started praying. And the Holy Spirit was just like, you are a general. So what does that mean? Tiny things should not be poking at you. How dare them? You are a general. You leave dead bodies behind you. Ah, you are a general. You've received power. Now, make use of it. That is how you preserve and sustain this thing. Because the Bible said that the man came back and said, where are the talent? And there was some that buried it. And he said, bring it. I'm giving back to the person that had more. So where more power is given, more responsibility is given. And so when it comes, it's like, I've given you something. What have you used it to do? So this is time to be, you have boldness. Don't worry. Those people you were too shy to preach to, you have boldness now. Try again. It's different now. And I'm going to end with this. I was studying the word code blue. And for those in the medical field, they know code blue is that thing that just goes off and the person needs to be resuscitated. The person is like almost dead or sometimes even dead. And he said that, and so when I was studying it, for every time they will resuscitate, for some people, something's sometimes damaged. So maybe they've been dead for a little bit too long, so they are brain dead. Or for some, they are awake, but something is just off. They're not the same. But then, the Holy Spirit now pointed something at me. He said, when that happens a second time, most of the time they don't come back. He said the first time, 70%, 80%, they are fine. They make it out. But he said when it happens a second time, the probability of them making it out alive has gone down almost 50%. So he said, do not get yourself back to the dead bed because we cannot assure you the possibility of a resuscitation. Revival is here, revival is here. My dear, I don't know if we're going to have another season like this. So by the time you find yourself back into the, the death bed, 
You might not have a church that you can run to. You might not be close to the people that can rescue you anymore. And at that second time, I cannot assure you that you'll be resuscitated. And so this is not a time where you play with sin. You have carried power. The devil is as angry as you can ever think. More angrier than he was six weeks ago. And he's also very patient. So he will let you stack it. So this is not a time that you dabble in sin. Or oh, Dara has taught us deep repentance. So when I dabble in sin, I just need to go into deep repentance. This is not a time that you go and play with the enemy. This is not the time. This is not the same person you were. This is not the time that you just post whatever you like. It's not a time that you just go to places that you like. Anger with people that you like. Do you don't you don't know I want to do whatever I like. I want to. I am young, but I know what I carry. I am young, but I know what I carry. And so because I know what I carry, I won't be like Dana that roams the streets. That's her name, right? Dana, thank you. That goes around and then lets my destiny be taken away from me because I cannot sit in one place. I wouldn't be like that. But instead, I would be like one who is always connected, who is always, who belongs to a community, who is always praying, who is always fellowshipping, who is always unified with the body, who has mentors, people that can correct me, that can guide me, that have been where, been where I'm going to and can tell me these are the mistakes I've made so you don't have to make the same thing. And so we're going to, um, we're going to do a quick auto call. But the Holy Spirit was specific this to me this morning. He said that this altar call is for those who have that one last thing that they are still struggling with. He said it's for those who are, you've gone through deep repentance, you've been revived. But it's just that one thing that the enemy is still talking at you. That one thing that you still battling that one thing that is still a burden and he said he wants to give you total victory so I want all heads down all eyes closed and so if you're here and you know there's just that one thing that you're still going back and forth about that one thing that is you're still struggling with that one thing. He said it's just one. He said you've been able to fight a lot of other things, but it's just that one thing that is left. And he's giving you an opportunity to claim your total victory this morning. He said, because I am sending you out. You cannot go out with that one thing. You cannot have that one thing on your shoulders. You cannot, you cannot have that one thing that the enemy uses as an old to just hold at you. That one thing that the enemy still uses as a, as a, an access, an opening in your life. And so if you're here and you know that you want the Lord to deliver you from that one thing, I need you to raise your hands wherever you are. He said it's just one. And please, I want you to take a bold step of stepping out. Take a bold step to just step out. He said, you cannot go out with this one thing. 
I would love the leaders to just please just come pray for them. The Lord is saying that I am I am here to give you total victory. You're not stepping out with that thing. But I want you to also speak to your father this morning. I want you to speak to your father and say, Daddy, this is it. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't, um, don't try to just cover it up in tongues. No. Say it. Daddy, this is the one thing. I am ready to step out. I've received power. I've received fire. And I'm ready to step out. But it's just this one thing that I am still battling with. I just want you to table it before your father. He said, I'm, I am bringing victory to you today. Father, even as we are sending us forth as, as disciples, as apostles to step out, uh, Lord, we cannot step out with that burden that we carry. We cannot step out with that filth that is on us. Uh, we cannot step out with this one thing, oh God. Uh, Lord, you are a God that gives total victory. You don't, you don't, you don't rescue partially. You don't rescue partially. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes said what God does is forever. Nothing can be taken from it and nothing can be added onto it. And so Father we bring this one that have taken a bold step and has come to your altar and say Lord this one thing I don't want it anymore. This one thing it has wore me down. This one thing it has silenced me. Oh Father it is time for you to release them oh God. Let victory begin to come in the place of faith Every time they feel like they failed, every time they feel like I am trying to pick up, but every time I try to step up, I find myself falling. Oh God, Lord of mercy, arise and rescue me. Come on, begin to pray. If you're sitting down, pray for them. Today is the day of victory because the Lord is here to deliver them and deliver them completely. And so when they step out, they step out. Come on, pray. Table your matter to the Father this morning. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And so, Father, we thank you for all those ones that are out here. Sweet Holy Ghost, you've brought this to our attention because you want to give them the total victory. Because you're ready to send them out. But like Thomas, dealing with doubt, Peter, not bold enough. That one thing. But Father, this morning we pray and we call for their total victory, oh God. Lord, that the next time that this thing would come, is it the lust of the flesh? Is it desires of the heart? Father, when this one thing would come, Father, the ability and the strength to fight against it. The words, You said that the word of the Lord is quick and powerful. So the word you would give to them in their mouth, that they are able to speak the word of deliverance to themselves. They are able to speak the word of rescue to themselves. Lord, you will give them that word in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for strength. We pray for strength because we know it can get hard. 
But Father, the strength that only you gives. You said that at midnight, Solomon got, something got strength. And so even when he had seen that he had done all of this and they had arrested him, at that moment you gave something strength. So, Father, we pray that they would receive strength. That if it's a torment at the night, they receive strength. Torment during the day, they receive strength. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this once. Because your victory is showing you. Take all the glory and all the honor. For in Jesus' most beautiful name we have prayed. Amen, amen. Come and celebrate all those ones in front. Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.